Today, we pitch you the rightiest and animatiest cartoon pitches you've ever heard. Stay tuned. Good day and welcome to Writers Get Animated, a podcast about animation and storytelling and spinning the wheel. I'm Mackenzie Worrell. And I'm Chris Leva. I forgot to introduce myself. I wasn't going to call you out, but it I, happened. I know. I, I, <laughs> I forgot how this goes. Today on Writers Get Animated, we are doing another segment of It Writes Itself. So for those of our first-time listeners, if this is your first time listening to one of our shows, welcome. And there are some rules to how this works. Mackenzie, do you want to give our audience the rules? Yes. Two cartoons enter, one cartoon leaves. Not really. Um, so for our It Writes Itself improv adventure show, um, we have some magic wheels that Chris is going to spin, and it's going to give us a few things. We spin uh, several different things to get random choices. We get two animated properties. So for example, maybe we'll do like Looney Tunes and Transformers Beast Wars will be our two cartoons. Um, and then we get a third trope. So maybe it'll be Looney Tunes and Transformers Beast Wars as babies. Um, and then we have to, within seven minutes, pitch a viable animated property, either, either show or movie, that meets all of these criteria. Correct. And no one's really judging this on whether or not it's good or not, but we are <laughs> judging ourselves on whether or not it's funny. And maybe one day someone will uh, listen to this podcast and offer us a job creating the show that we have pitched here. Mostly it's a way to figure out story under pressure. Yes. It's uh, inventing. So it's either the, uh, generally the rule that we give ourselves is it's the first episode of a series or a movie or the general arc of the first season. So it's, only one time did we ever break the rules and go into, well, this is the final episode. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> so generally we like to keep it. This is the start. This is where things begin of this new property. Two things put together with a lovely packaging. And then to ensure that we never get the same random combination of things again, once we are done with our seven-minute pitch, we leave it to our engineer, Nigel Catino, to strike one of those things so that they can never uh, randomly be chosen together again. Yes. So I guess Nigel's judging us. <laughs> he's not judging the quality, but he's definitely judging which one he doesn't want to hear again. No, ever. he's judging us. <laughs> I think that's a side thing. This is like, he's, he's generally judging and then... This time he's he's doing a little bit differently. He's a good filter. I mean, like in our first, it writes itself. He got rid of Nazis from for us from the wheel, so that's good. Yeah, it, it's really good in this time to not have Nazis on our wheel. <laughs> well, it was fight Nazis. It was fight Nazis. It yeah, wasn't it was just like Nazis. as a general. as Nazis fight Correct. Nazis. So it was like Roger Rabbit fights Nazis, or you know, 
I think that might have been it, actually. It, no, think, no, it wasn't. Because we lost Roger Rabbit to something else. Yeah. It, anyway, it, them's the rules. All right, I'm, I have the wheel. Are we ready to spin it? I'm ready. Which way should I go? Clockwise? Anti-clockwise for our UK listeners. I think we should do one of each. All right. I'm going to start anti. <laughs> Wheel is spinning. The first show is... Huh. Aladdin. Aladdin the show or Aladdin the movie? Did we discuss? It doesn't say. Okay. I, I suppose Aladdin the property. Okay. Aladdin the property. I mean, it's come back again. I feel like we should almost just take it off the wheel because it already happened, but that's Nigel's choice. That's not our choice. <laughs> okay. So Aladdin. Okay. Here we go. Now it's, that was a hard one. And we have. Looney Tunes Space Jam era. Okay. I'm feeling good about this. What is our trope? Oh, gosh. If I can figure out how to get out of this wheel. All right. The trope is spinning, 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 still spinning. Mighty Ducks it. <laughs> so something completely different than either of these two properties. <laughs> so let's, uh, we'll explain the Mighty Ducks it. So <laughs> Disney created a TV show based on its films, The Mighty Ducks, which is about peewee hockey players and decided, you know, let's make it about alien ducks and make it into an action show. But they also play hockey. So if you Mighty Ducks something, you take the name and sort of the concept and <laughs> I guess spin the wheel again. Is that like an automatic spin the wheel again? <laughs> no, I think we just got to make it up on the fly. Oh, gosh. I'm okay with that. Okay, so I'm going to get the timer out. So that's... Remind us what, what the spins were, Mackenzie. So our prompt as Chris is setting the timer is we have to take the properties of Aladdin and the Looney Tunes from the Space Jam era and do something where these two properties, Mighty Ducks, something completely unrelated to what either of them are thematically, tonally, uh, appropriate to character, something completely different. Okay. Are we ready to go? I think so. And... I think the first question we have to ask ourselves is, is there any live action in this? Does Michael Jordan make an appearance in whatever property this is? You know, I think you're right. This is how we, this is how we Mighty Ducks it. Aladdin and the Looney Tunes are in live action. Then all the guest stars are animated. So Michael Jordan would be animated, but we'd have like a photorealistic rabbit as Bugs Bunny. Okay, I can buy that. Okay. Okay. Okay, so that's our that's the first thing. So Bugs Bunny is in photorealistic CG. 
No, I think it's just like a photorealistic rabbit, like an just actual a rabbit. rabbit, like photos of a rabbit animated together. So they're kind of like the South Parking. Oh, so you're South Park. Okay. I can get behind mm-hmm. that. So, and I think it has to be a thriller and not a comedy. A thriller? Yeah. Like some kind of murder mystery or something. Like the Pelican Briefs. And that would be the title of it? The Pelican Briefs? Well, no, that's a real movie. <laughs> well, no, I know the Pelican Brief is a real movie. I was thinking the animal theme. Oh, okay. It, so mm. if, that might be an episode of DuckTales. Anyway, <laughs> the Pelican Brief, you know? I like that. But yeah. uh, okay, so how does Aladdin get in there? So we, we know he he's live action. I think they're just on different sides of the world because there are humans in Looney Tunes world, and we know that Iago is like this talking anthropomorphic parrot, and so is Abu, and so is Raja. Like they're, I mean, Raja doesn't talk, but, you know, yeah. there's varieties. It's like the sure. dog that doesn't talk on the, the Foghorn Leghorn's farm. There's levels of animal and right, intelligence. Right. Different levels of animal. So do, do the Looney Tunes characters speak? Yes. I think they're talking photorealistic rabbits. I mean, they're not all rabbits, obviously. Okay, so which characters do we pull from Looney Tunes? We have to have Bugs, obviously. Daffy, obviously. I think it depends. Where do we want to set this? Let's start there. Where? Yeah, like where in the world? Are we in Agrabah? Are we like in like 1950s America? Well, I guess not. 90- We're in 1990s America or are we somewhere else? Yeah, we'd have to be like 1996 America. 1996 America. Ah, okay. Sequel to Space Jam, Muddy Ducks in it. They're in baseball this time with Michael Jordan. Okay, well, you're you're actually not doing the sequel then. You're doing the mid-quel. Okay, we're doing the mid-quel then. You're doing the mid-quel of Space Jam. Yes, a mid-quel of Space Jam. And they're doing baseball. The mid-quel no one wanted and nobody asked for. As photorealistic animals. Yes, but Michael Jordan is animated. But animated Michael Jordan. And animated yeah. all the humans, really. Yeah, all the humans animated. Except for Aladdin, who's live action? Yeah, Aladdin should be live action. Jasmine should be live action. All the previous animated characters are live action, including Genie, who I think is just a lamp. There's no like physical representation of Genie, just like a metal lamp that like jiggles and talks. Okay. I'm just trying to get this in my head. Yeah, we're getting style. We have none of the plot so far. Okay, well, <laughs> how much did Space Jam know before they started shooting? Let's be real. That's true. So maybe this is like a 1990s, oh, it's like a healing baseball game, a post-Project like uh, Project Desert Storm like healing baseball game as uh, this team from the Middle East of the characters of Aladdin and this team from the U.S. playing baseball meet together to play this healing baseball game. Again, thriller. We're going thriller here. Someone we wants are to going thriller. You're right. Yeah. Someone wants to destabilize this baseball game and make it a um, a not healing, peaceful effort. So you're you're going total film on this. This is not a series. This has to be a film. Yeah, I think this is a film. Okay. All right. I can get I can get behind this. Who is in charge? Who's the Who's the protagonist? Who's the main character? Would it have to be Aladdin? Or would it have to be Bugs? I feel like Aladdin's a natural fit. Yeah. And I feel like there has to be some sort of thing between Aladdin and Michael Jordan. Not like, like romantically. I just mean... <laughs> like a rivalry? <laughs> like, yeah, there has to be, I think, a lot of the musculature of this movie 
lies between Aladdin and Michael Jordan. Because Michael Jordan has this natural talent that he's always been recognized for, and Aladdin has never been recognized for his natural talents in stealing. Or he has, but it's led to his poverty. So he feels um, envious of Michael Jordan's quick rise to uh, fame and money. Is that what you're going for? Possibly. Also, Michael Jordan isn't good at baseball, but yet somehow he was able to be on the team. Mm. I think that's something there. Aladdin is really good at stealing bases. <laughs> to bring it to baseball a little bit. Okay. He's a great thief. They call him the base thief. Of Agrabah, because he's good at stealing bases. Yeah, that's that's totally what they do there. Aladdin is always one jump ahead mm-hmm. of the fastball. One jump ahead of the fastball. Ahead of the fastball. <clears throat> and when he gets on the field, they just start chanting, Prince Ali, Prince Ali, which has nothing to do with his name in reality. Which is true. And maybe that's how he got into it. He used one of his wishes to become... A great baseball star. A great baseball star. Like Michael Jordan. Like Michael Jordan. (laughs) That's how Michael Jordan got into baseball. He has the lamp. Michael Jordan has the lamp? Michael Jordan has the lamp. Is he the Jafar of this property? I'm feeling like he might be. Or Aladdin lives long enough to see himself become the villain. (laughs) I think both these things can happen. Okay. I think this is a what-if scenario. Genie's traveling the world after the end of Aladdin 1, and then in the middle of Space Jam, uh, Michael Jordan gets the lamp and wishes to be good at baseball. And then Aladdin sees this on TV, and because he's already been exposed to magic, the genie can tell when shifts in the world happen. And knows like, ah, that isn't right. I need to go find the genie and f- like re-free him because he's rebound to the lamp. Maybe that wish wore off. Maybe maybe the lamp was like maybe I think you meant like an existential freedom. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a timer. That's, and that's seven, the end of that property. Seven minutes. <laughs> Woo. Okay, so I feel like that was like part uh, like Gumball's magical world. <laughs> <laughs> I really Part, like what's, the, what's the other Bridge of Spies. If Gumball's Magical World and Bridge of Spies got together, that's what <laughs> this property is. That's what it's like to Mighty Ducks, Looney Tunes, Space Jam era, and Aladdin. So, <laughs> of those three things, Nigel has to cast off one of those to the Writers Get Animated Vault, from which no property shall ever return. <laughs> um, Nigel, what should we get rid of? Um, I hate to see Space Jam go, um, but also I think I tend to eliminate the tropes more than the characters, so I guess Aladdin. Aladdin? I'm fine with that. All right. Aladdin is leaving the wheel. Aladdin, you served us well for many spins. <laughs> Like, that might be the third Aladdin one. <laughs> I think so. Aladdin and... I, I enjoyed the Aladdin and um, Star Wars. That was a good one. Yeah. All right. Hang on. There we go.
Aladdin is officially off the wheel. That was Dead hard. to the world. That was rough. <laughs> that was very rough. All right. We ready for round two? Okay. Round and two. Us. And feel free to make your own wheels at home. Or tell us what we should add to our wheel. I did add as a special treat. I don't know if we'll get it this time, but I did add something special. DuckTales 2017? No. <laughs> Akira. Oh, okay. I added Rick and Morty. Oh, no. I mean, that's already, like, Rick and Morty's already, like, in a writes itself situation. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I don't even know. Um, Winnie the Pooh. I, I don't itself. even know if we even have to do this round. I feel like, <laughs> I feel like just saying that is, is enough. So Akira and Winnie the Pooh and our trope is... Buddy cops, buddy cops, buddy cops. <laughs> <laughs> A new hospital drama. <laughs> Okay. 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 <laughs> so, Akira, Winnie the Pooh, in a new hospital drama. Seven minutes on the clock. Go. Well, first of all, I feel like this already lends itself to new hospital drama because um, Akira already partly takes place in a hospital for part of it or some other lab type thing. I forget. It's been a long time since I've seen Akira. Um, <laughs> and because Winnie the Pooh is a bunch of stuffed animals, I have Doc McStuffins in the mind. I'm not sure that Doc McStuffins is a character factors into this, um, but I think that also lends itself to a hospital. It does definitely, especially if we're in McStuffinsville. Because it's very easy to have the McStuffinsville Hospital in this episode. Well, this show. It's a whole new show. Yeah. Maybe it's the rival hospital. <laughs> the rival hospital? Yeah. The, like It's it's like a... Like the late night like adult drama version of McStuffinsville? Yeah. We're all like, not just like, oh, yeah, I have my hurdy knee. It's like, uh, I got shot five times and I'm bleeding stuffing. <laughs> and sometimes you just can't be repaired. <laughs> Which I think that Eeyore's a surgeon in this because Eeyore's depressed about all the patients that he loses. It becomes almost mash in that sense. It's just <laughs> like... Do, 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 do. <laughs> Suicide is painless. <laughs> Is, is I, the new, I just watched that for the first time, so now I get that. It's the new Eeyore catchphrase. Suicide <laughs> is painless. <laughs> okay, so we have Eeyore as this downtrodden surgeon. Um, I feel like Winnie the Pooh is just a nurse because I'm not sure that he really can... He knows enough to like do the job all the time, so I don't think that he's a doctor. I think that he's like a nurse in training or a resident, perhaps. I feel, I feel like he, he and Piglet have to be nurses together. 
Okay, they're BFFs. And I feel like Owl would be the head of the hospital. Yeah. He thinks he knows everything, but actually doesn't. Yeah, I see that. I think that um, Rue is involved somehow. I think Rue's like a cancer patient for some reason. That's what I want to say. Mm. I'm not but sure why. He, I just picture that he and his mom, Kanga, are like longtime residents of the hospital. Yeah, they're just there. They have such just like upbeat, good spirit about everything. They're the contrast to Eeyore because Eeyore's a doctor who's sad and they're the patients who are happy. I can get behind that. I can mm-hmm. totally get behind that. I look forward to season two where Doc McStuffins makes an appearance as a teenager. Maybe it's like a sequel to, to Doc McStuffins. It happens later in life when she grows up a little bit more. I could see that. She's like 19 now. Okay. I mean, it's it's hard when you're thinking like hospital and stuffed animals. You, you have to go with McStuffins. I feel, I feel like it's inevitable. That's true. But again, I think there's a parallel track um, to McStuffinsville. Perhaps some crossover, but again, very different ideas. Maybe she has to start a new hospital because of something that happened at McStuffinsville. And she can never <laughs> go back. And they don't know her real name is Doc McStuffins. They just know her as like Doc. Doc! Then she doesn't want to say who, what her last name is, and everyone would know. And you know, she's just possibly dec- disgraced. How do we get Akira in here? And I feel like <laughs> Akira has something to do with why Doc McStuffins had to leave McStuffinsville Hospital. Mm, okay, and there's that backstory to Akira. Akira's, I for, honestly forget all the details. It's like I said, it's been a long time. Um, but <laughs> why the is it like, on our wheel then? It's 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 iconic. Um, <laughs> so Akira, it's some kind of experiment uh, performed at him in a previous life. Mm. Mm. I'm trying to say if I want Akira as a character, if I want like Kanga to be Akira. I feel it's more interesting to have a reveal at the end of season one of what happened. I feel like if you involve any of the characters that we've established as an Akira-like character, I think that would degrade a little bit. Okay. So Akira is his own character still. And has to come back at the end of the first season. Mm Mm-hmm. There's flashbacks like this old hospital and like something bad happened to it. I kind of like this this darkness in it. But I think rather than like Akira becoming like this giant, like weird... Cronenberg tentacled monster I feel like um, perhaps he's made of stuffing and he's like all these unwanted stitched together parts of stuffed animals when he turns into a monster oh I like that a lot yeah I like that a lot the Akira of McStuffinsville (laughs) I feel like having Christopher Robin in there somehow or is he dead I feel like that's something we we have to answer. I think Christopher Robin can be in it. Christopher Robin could be like the... Uh, I don't know, but he fits in. Because he, he, he's, he's like the opposite of Akira. Okay. So in the very first episode, what's, what's the opening shot? There's... I think we see, we're zooming in on this hospital, and it's this like modern, like, stuffed animal metropolis 
and we're in like a helicopter shot as it's going around this tall hospital and you see the name of the hospital, uh, which is um, Hundred Acre Woods. <laughs> and then you keep spinning around the hospital and you see behind it in one direction, the swath of destruction that's begin to have like new construction around it. So you're left with this question of like, why is that destruction there? Why is a shiny new hospital right here? So this is the opening conceit of like the mystery of like, why this wonderful like mega hospital and why that destruction? And then we could do a hard cut to somebody coughing up red stuffing. <laughs> yes. As they're being wheeled in, rushed, rushed through. And yeah. you just essentially have the camera right next to the person's face moving through. So you sort of see all the people moving around as it moves through the different floors of the hospital. And instead of the pregnancy ward, it's the Build-A-Bear ward. Um, and that's where Akira is going throughout the season to, like, steal these parts. <laughs> All right. Uh, that one got dark. That one got... Uh, I guess they both got kind of dark. They both did. <laughs> All right. So that is our Akira... Laced with the beautiful stuffing and fabric of Winnie the Pooh <laughs> merged in the hospital drama that includes Doc McStuffins in a weird way. I'm imagining the titles just being 100 Acre Wood with the Japanese and red letters above it. Oh, yes. Or just 100 Acres. 100 Acres. Yeah. I like that. 100 Acres. <laughs> So, out of Akira and Winnie the Pooh, and in a new hospital drama, which leaves the wheels, Nigel? Um, I believe um, this is the second episode in a row where Akira, where we landed on that. So, let's get rid of it. Feeling Akira, okay. okay. Akira's gone. Akira, you were there when we practiced the Wheel of Crossovers. But you will you will now leave the wheel. Goodbye. Isn't that something? What isn't that like a reality show? You are or, the weakest link. Goodbye. Yeah, okay, thank you. You are the weakest spin. Goodbye. <laughs> Goodbye. Okay. Round <clears throat> three. Doom, Final doom. round. Fight! <laughs> All right, let's see what we get. I'm I'm really worried. I don't know You're why worried. I'm worried, but I'm feeling. I want to go happy. I'm hoping for happy. I like to end on a happy note. Oh, oh, <laughs> not happy. Rick and Morty. <laughs> <laughs> I feel we asked trouble. for too much. <laughs> <laughs> I sense a disturbance in the force. Okay, Rick and Morty. Their first time on the wheel. This is their first time spin. Rick and Morty meets... Star Wars Rebels. Okay. Huh. Okay. It's very easy to get Rick and Morty into the Star Wars universe, I feel. That, that works in a couple ways, yeah. But as far as tropes go, 
Break the fourth wall. I don't know. Is that too easy with Rick and Morty already breaking the fourth wall all the time? We've never done a a spin do, a respin. You're right. I don't think we can respin. We're going to stick with it. The wheel giveth. And, and sometimes the wheel giveth half half crappedly. <laughs> so Rick and Morty merged with Star Wars Rebels break the fourth wall. Ready? Okay. Go. Here's the thing. It may be an ordinary thing for Rick and Morty to break the fourth wall, but it's not an ordinary thing for Star Wars to ever break the fourth wall. As we've noted, there are hardly any flashbacks with the exception of like one that I can think of. Right. Night Sisters. Yeah, so maybe... that's Clone Wars. But even Rebels, they don't do... Like Star Wars doesn't do flashbacks. So I think we're stylistically verging more on like the Lego Star Wars, like this awareness of what happens in Star Wars at various points and lots of it's a trap references. So robot chicken ish parody ish. The never realized Star Wars detours. <laughs> yeah. Whatever happened to that? Disney bought them and trashed that. <laughs> Just in the nick of time. <laughs> Basically. So we maybe have like they this... saw Maybe they saw a trailer and said, you know what? <laughs> I think we could do better. <laughs> but speaking of doing better, we only have seven minutes to figure out this show. So yeah. is it a show? Is it a movie? I feel like it's a show. I agree. I feel like it's a show. It's It leads to ongoing hijinks. I think, okay, Rick and Morty get stuck here. And they need their their dimensional thing breaks. They essentially need to find a kyber crystal to repower their dimensional thingy. I like that. So this kind of leads them to like this ongoing thing of like, where are the kyber crystals? Where are they? We can't find them. They're in the Death Star, yo. Wiggity wiggity wham. (laughs) (laughs) And isn't, can't they ask the guy to help them get a kyber crystal? Isn't that in the box? If you haven't listened to this, to our episodes before, you can listen to our Rick and Morty where I, that's the first time I've ever seen Rick and Morty. Meeksies? Oh, Meeksies, Mr. Meeksies. Mr. Meeksies. Yeah, I guess if they have a Meeksies with them, they could put this army of Meeksies into the the global empire. Maybe the Meeksies get captured and become the stormtroopers. (laughs) Wow, that's a nice twist like blue stormtroopers. So they keep introducing all this like Rick and Morty technology that the empire is taking over and becoming more powerful. I want to destroy the rebels. And then Meeseeks does the thing and they can't because <laughs> Hi, they're really I'm bad Mr. shots. Meeseeks. I'll help you destroy the rebels. Put this on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm into this. I'm, I'm okay. into this so far. So that's nice. Um, how does, do they cause more of the rise? Is Palpatine Rick? Mm. I feel like 
there's actually a Rick and Morty episode about this, but I feel like Palpatine is this drunk, blacked out Rick. He's fighting against himself, essentially. But they don't know that that's who he is. Exactly. He gets drunk and blacks out and decides for fun he's just going to mess with the universe. So he's Palpatine. <laughs> but he doesn't know that when he's sober, sort of soberish. Okay, I can get behind that. So how do those? How does the rebels' crew factor into this? Well, I think they're all the sidekicks. They're the the, um, to a certain degree, expendable sidekicks. And there, there's this this conflict at the heart of the show of like, are the rebels expendable? Are they each individuals with wants and needs on their own? And trying to convince Rick that a rebellion cannot be won as soldiers. A rebellion must be won as a collection of individuals. And it's kind of this moral lesson for Rick. Hmm. I, I think that Pickle Rick might be able to take out the Death Star. <laughs> Send him in. Send him in. Send him Pickle Rick. It's me, R2 Rick! What up? <laughs> Rick 2D2? Oh, Rick this just writes itself. Oh, it does write itself. <laughs> Churica. Han Rick Sanchez solo. <laughs> Obi Rick Kenobi. But it's all Ricks. We are there are multi-dimensional Ricks, so are are we limited to one Rick or are the all the Ricks? So you're just infiltrating the Star Wars universe with more Ricks. Yeah, more and more Ricks, again and again. Huh. And then the only pure people are the the ghost crew, who are some reason not affected or are they well i think that's just the the rick and morty characters are kind of taking over the universe a la the empire um and i feel like ezra and morty would get along and ezra's like trying to teach morty to like be strong and stand up for himself and morty's trying to teach ezra like don't fight every fight <laughs> maybe they oh so they're going after the kyber crystals inside the death star and then they figure out that there are kyber crystals inside of the lightsabers. And then that could be a fun fight. <laughs> fight Rick over the lightsabers. Versus Kate and Ezra. Trying to get the crystals out of their lightsabers. I guess Anson Bean, depending on what season this is. I feel, I feel like, like Rick would be drawn towards like the black the black saber like kyber crystal, especially like, oh that's awesome. I want that one. Forget these yes. other kyber crystals, smashes them with his feet. He probably kills the other ones and yeah, kills Kanan, kills Ezra, takes their crystals, and then starts a whole war with the Mandalorians. Over I, the, the Darksaber. I think there's some good banter in there too, of like see Sabine's art. So oh, maybe Rick is actually not the Emperor. He's Grand Admiral Thrawn. Uh, when he's drunk, he's cold and calculating and like knows exactly what he wants to do. And blue. <laughs> and blue. And when he's sober, he just kind of improvises and it works out for him, a la a Jedi or any main character of a Star Wars movie. <laughs> Unless there's a Me Seeks Rick clone. <gasps> oh, and Me Seeks is Thrawn because he's blue also. Yes. <laughs> Hi, I'm Great Admiral Me Seeks. <laughs> Especially if the Emperor... <laughs> oh. 
I feel I, like that's worth it for Grand Admiral Meeseeks. <laughs> oh, man. Everything you didn't ask for in a Star Wars show. <laughs> <laughs> but everything you probably did ask for for a Rick and Morty episode. Yeah, basically. This is like, it's like we're imagining Rick and Morty as the pre-Star Wars robot chicken, and now we're robot chickening Star Warsing Rick and Morty. Until eventually it becomes its own, like, offshoot spin-off show. It's sort of at the beginning of Life Cycle. That hurts my head. That hurts my head a lot. <laughs> I feel like we should add Robot Chicken Star Wars to the wheel. Just specifically Robot Chicken Star Wars. <laughs> so, out of Rick and Morty, Star Wars Rebels, Break the Fourth Wall, which of these things has to leave... For good. You know what? Let's break the fourth wall by removing the fourth wall. Fourth wall is officially broken. Gone. Stricken from the record. Stricken from the record. We can no longer break the fourth wall. Sorry, fourth wall. I need an open floor plan. <laughs> I don't know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you I know, know what, what it means conceptually. I know what it means conceptually. I just not what that means dramaturgically is all I'm trying to say. Okay. So, if you remember, Mackenzie, what were those three combinations? So today we talked about um, a concept show where Aladdin and the Looney Tunes and the Space Jam era mighty ducks it, um, where they are these photorealistic animals and animated humans in this baseball game um, to bring peace in the Middle East in the 90s. After and Michael then, Jordan has stolen the lamp. Yeah, or somehow acquired the lamp. Right. Re-trapping re the genie. Yeah, not sure. A la Jafar, but not like Jafar. Uh, our second spin uh, brought us this Winnie the Pooh-Akira crossover um, in a new hospital drama a la, like, adult McStuffinsville, uh, where Akira turns into a giant stuffed animal monster that is a stitching of, like, all the rejected stuffed animal parts. Um, and our third spin brings us Rick and Morty trapped in the pre-New Hope world of Star Wars uh, with Grand Admiral Meeseeks, and I guess they break the fourth wall somehow? We didn't really break the fourth wall much. <laughs> yeah, we, we... I guess we didn't. And <laughs> Dot, dot, dot. And they break the fourth wall. Question mark. <laughs> Question mark. Um, I'm going to do something new. It's something crazy. So for all of you out there, this is a bonus spin for you as Ooh. your homework. Ready? So for you fans out there, this is a special spin for yourselves. Write a pitch. Either tweet at us in like a numbered 20 tweet um, rant um, or leave us a review on iTunes that um, somehow incorporates iTunes review and this spin. <laughs> All right. So your first piece is The Grinch. Ooh. Your second piece, your second show. Very dramatic pause. Batman Return of the Dark Knight. <laughs> I feel like that works somehow. <laughs> and your trope 
Whoville. Oh, is the Grinch Joker? I don't want to prompt everybody. But that'd be my spin. The prequel. (laughs) So whether it's the prequel of the Grinch (laughs) or the prequel of Batman The Return of the Dark Knight... I feel like totally up to you. Prequel Return of the Dark Knight is just Batman. (laughs) (laughs) With the Grinch. They gain each other. (laughs) So that's your your bonus spins for the fans. So again, as Mackenzie said, tweet at us at WG Animated or comment on Facebook. Facebook.com slash WG Animated or leave us a review on iTunes letting us know what the first episode of this TV series or what this movie looks like. Your choice. In addition for next time, um, in addition to your um, improvised review here or tweet storm, um, please watch for your homework Cinderella, the 1950 Disney movie. Uh, and probably 101 Dalmatians as well. We'll be talking about that era of Disney uh, between 1950 and 1970. So all that like Cinderella to right before the Aristocats stuff. Yeah, right. Uh, the It goes Cinderella to the Jungle Book for part three of our canon in Disney. 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 <laughs> yeah. I guess we've already told everyone to leave us a review, so thank you to our uh, engineer and Judge Fudge, Nigel Coutinho. Um, and, and thank you to Jacob Reed for our music. We yeah, appreciate that. That's, that's the other thing we need to thank. Thank you, Jacob. <laughs> and thank you to The Wheel. Thank you, Wheel, for delivering. I will light incense to The Wheel later. <laughs> Um, have a good night. Don't have nightmares about stuffed animal, like, stem cell monsters, I guess. Or do, if that's your thing. We're not, we don't judge. Yeah. We judge. Nigel judges. In a good way. Good night, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>